Hello, Internet, and welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with my favorite uh, social media mutuals, and we read a romance novel, or uh, just, you know, regular, regular book, and we talk about it. Um, we take turns. And this month, Tashai chose No Filter and Other Lies by Cristal Maldonado. It is a book about, like, social media and you know how it affects our lives so we are all here coming to you from the internet in our catfish personalities um i'll introduce myself i'll go first my name is <laughs> i can't do it <laughs> um my name is uh madison i'm a girl boss who lives in los angeles and uh i mainly uh catfish uh, other vulnerable women uh so that they can join my mlm <laughs> My name is Tree, and I am a DJ living in Berlin. Um, I speak multiple languages. I, if you've seen Steven Universe, I'm kind of like sour cream. If sour cream had become like really successful, yeah. And so I am constantly having to look up music things so I'm not getting caught in my lie about being a DJ. But it's easy to not have to meet up with anyone since I'm in Berlin, but I chat to people in the US. You got a Discord, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tashai? My catfish is Roxanne, no last name. And I am a beauty influencer uh, who tries to recreate what Roxanne from a Goofy movie would look like if she were an e-girl. So I'm e-girl Roxanne from a Goofy movie. And I'm living in New York. And... Nothing on my face is real. <laughs> now that you uh, said that. Now I, that you said it, I yeah, absolutely can see I really it. can. <laughs> you, you just need the goofy, the goofy nose, like the the little, the, the, the canine nose. And then yeah. I would have been like, oh, you look like Roxanne from the I would have literally been like, you look like her. <laughs> um, so yeah, internet, that, that, that's us. Like you may have run across our uh, other internet personas. But yeah, so this book is about like the lies we tell <laughs> i don't think it's that deep but let me read to you a little bit about the book and then we can uh give our impressions and tashai has a couple of questions for for us so we can discuss discuss the book so here we go you should know right now that i'm a liar they're usually little lies tiny lies baby lies not so much lies as lie adjacent but they're still lies Influencer Max Monroe has it all. Beauty, friends, tons of followers, and a glittering life of pure aesthetic. Except it's all fake. Max is actually 17-year-old Kat Sanchez. Funny, sarcastic, good at photography. Nothing, glamour about, nothing glamorous about her existence. Just suburbia. Bad house parties, a fractured family, a crap school year, and the awkwardness of dealing with best friend Hari's unrequited love. It's tough being fat, biracial, and young. By the way, I said his name Hari. Like, I don't know, like, if it's Harry. Or... I always said Hari because it was, I don't know. That's how I said it. I think I just read it as Harry. Okay, I read, I was like, Harry, Hari, Harry. I don't know. I don't know how else, like, how to vary it. But I didn't listen to the audiobook, so I'm not sure. All right, uh, it goes on. But Kat thrives as Max, doling out advice, sharing beautiful photos, networking with famous influencers, even making a real friend and a follower named Elena. The closer Elena and Max get, 
texting, calling, even flirting. <gasps> cat, bye? Uh, the more Cat feels like she has to maintain the facade. But when one of Max's posts goes ultra viral, she gets back to the person Cat's been stealing uh, photos from. Well, let the apocalypse begin. No filter and other lies is a raw laugh out loud. Uh, sure. Story about messy friendships, heart squeezing, first love, complex racial dynamics, painful family secrets, coming out, and living for the gram. It's also about the lies we tell each other and ourselves that hurt the most and the truths that will set us free. I don't think this book was funny at all, but that's <laughs> maybe I'm just an old. Teenagers, yeah. Yeah, I'm just an old, but no, truly, I truly don't think this book is funny. Like, I don't know who would find this book funny. People who think that catfishing is funny, maybe. I'm just saying, like part, the parts that weren't about catfishing, I didn't find them. You're sad. No, yeah. I could, I could see, I could see kids reading, uh, laughing at yeah. like there was some the good, friend, like how the friend group is with each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The like, friend group oh, for sure. Catty. You know what I mean? Like I, for sure, I know kids who would be like. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess I, it did get chuckles out of me, but I wouldn't call it like laugh. Out. I wouldn't LOL about it, as you know, the youth say. So shy. Why did you pick this book for us to read? <laughs> um, I picked this book because I really liked Fat Chance Charlie Vega. <laughs> That's literally it. I really liked Fat Chance Charlie Vega. I saw there was a sequel, not a sequel, but another book coming out by the same author. And I was like, oh, cool. Does it have romance? It goes on Goodreads. Oh, there's like some romance going on here. Feels like it's romantic enough to be part of book club. It's like young girl. There's like some queer undertones like I didn't really know what the full plot was going to entail as far as like her romance but I knew there was like some romance stuff happening in it and I thought the idea was interesting just because for how easy it is to shit on people who do participate in like catfishing I think that's just like the most extreme version of like things that we do participate in because of pressures in social media and into like using filters and like trying to post the best version of our lives and like just kind of putting the highlights out there and and you know that's something that like impacts me and I'm a fucking adult so knowing the pressure that like kids and teenagers are under I thought that it would be like an interesting thing to to read about in like this fictional way and and kind of like talk about it and just like discuss it and if the romance was interesting, then it'd be fun. But if it was just kind of like a lighter romance and not as like fun as Fat Chance Charlie Vega, which I loved, um, it was super sweet. Then at least you know I still thought it'd be like a good conversation piece. Yeah. Well, quick question: Did you like this more than you liked Fat Chance Charlie Vega? No. No, which is funny because I saw some reviews where people liked this more than Fat Chance, but I, I think that one told like a more well-rounded sweet story that that had like a romantic purpose whereas this was not a romantic story it's a story that kind of included some aspects of romance in it but was a lot more about like this person who's just not happy with how things are and then goes about making herself feel better in a very not healthy ultimately unsuccessful way 
What about you, Drea? What did you think? What were your overall thoughts? And if you read, did you read Fat Chance Charlie Vega? Because I saw you like nodding. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Um, well, what did you think of what did you think of this book? What was your overall impressions? Um, it, it's funny because I've read a lot of books that are compared to that one often. <laughs> um, but I just haven't read Fat Chance Charlie Vega. Um, you I haven't finished like you what? I think I think you'd like it. It's yeah, really I, I think I would like it too. Um, I haven't finished reading this one um, just because I'm at the end of the school year and on any given week lately, there's a, there's between like 10 and 15 teachers absent. <laughs> so uh, work has been a little chaotic. I've taught art. I've subbed in kindergarten, which I hate kindergartners if you didn't know that about me. It's just like five-year-old, mm -mm, mm -mm, not a good age for me um so yeah i've barely been reading so i started it <laughs> i've started a lot of books <laughs> lately that i have not finished if you look if you're on my goodreads you might be like oh wow andrea's reading like six books at a time no i'm not um but what i've read so far i liked i <laughs> am kind of obsessed with catfishing <laughs> i would never do it to someone else but i love watching any show any documentary anything that involves the catfishing of someone and i also like to feel really superior in that like oh i would have definitely picked up on the clues <laughs> Even though let's be real, I probably wouldn't have because I'm always like trying to see the best in people. <laughs> I feel like Chris and Tashai would be like, mm, but what about this? And I'd be like, oh no, they just, you know, they, they're just so clumsy. They keep dropping their phone. The camera keeps breaking. Um, but anyway, so I was really into the catfish aspect of it. Um, I thought it was really interesting that this you know she wasn't catfishing as someone that she just like took pictures from like randomly on the internet which is what most catfishers do but it was like someone who was like her friend and like she knew in real life which is like whoo how do you think that was going to be a good idea but so it's one of those books where like you started and you already know this is going to explode terribly um i was also really into just the family dynamic um because and and my second book that's coming out next year is about a situation where a kid does not live with their parents. They live with another relative. And I think that that's something we don't see enough of in children's literature. Like so many of my students live with people who are not their parents and their parents might be in the picture, but they're just not the guardians. And so I'm immediately into any book that shows these family dynamics that are pretty common in real life but not seen as commonly in books so so far i'm really liking it um we'll see i mean i just i just didn't get to finish it in time but but so far uh positive things i really like this book um i am on the camp of personally i like this book um i like i i felt like i enjoyed this book more than uh fat chance charlie vega um i don't think that it was like a better book i just think that I don't know, genre-wise, I, I know it's like young adult, but I definitely felt like the stakes were higher, you know? I was really invested right from the beginning, and it didn't... I think um, I read an interview that the author did when, she, you know, she was like doing publicity for this book, and, you know, the direction that she took, and she didn't want it to be, you know, a story about a fat girl and her fatness, you know? It wasn't 
going to be a story about that. And um, I think back to our hangout when we were talking about there's something about Sweetie. We were talking about, you know, there's like this, this like trope, right? This this kind of like subcategory of, you know, fat positivity or body positivity, uh, fat acceptance, you know, in young adult. And it's not that I I don't like that. I just I was concerned that it would kind of have the same vibe and it didn't. It wasn't, you know, it's mentioned and and it is, you know, it comes up. But it wasn't just about that. It was actually about a completely different issue. And uh, one that I feel like I haven't read a lot about, you know, me personally, uh, or I see that it hasn't, you know, centered a lot in the young adult uh, books that I've been reading, um, which I've been a lot lately. <laughs> what the hell? Um, but but yeah, this read like a thriller to me. I was reading it and I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, Talk about in instant anxiety. As soon as like the premise starts, I'm like, I mean, as soon as the premise is, I read what the book is about, I'm like, oh fuck, you know, she's gonna get caught, she's gonna get busted. Um, and I guess I don't know, Drea, are we like trying to avoid spoilers with you because you you haven't? No, no, it's fine. I don't. I really don't mind. Yeah, it's and fine. also no tea, no shade. I I'm really proud of you know like oh I was busy and I you know you saying that you didn't finish the book because it just ha it happens. It's okay. It's no. no and it's not that like I said I am really liking the book. It's mm -hmm. not that I'm not liking it. I just have like a really hard time focusing. Like I'll mm -hmm. pick something up, I'll read a few pages, and I'll like put it back down. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I'll just say that the, yeah, it's a, it was a very serious situation, uh, that our main character, uh, found herself in, put herself in and, you know, for whatever reasons, valid or not, it's just not an appropriate thing to do. And especially if it's to someone that you do know, um, oh my God, the minute, like, cause I didn't realize that part of it. I just knew it was like catfish. And then the minute she's like at work and she's like, oh, this is my friend that I love to take pictures of. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, my mind, you know, like the friend from the, I don't, again, I don't want to jump too far ahead. I, I want to say that the consequences felt, it was rough, fucking rough. She doesn't get a win at the, like the, it's brutal. The ending is fucking brutal. And I really like that because I feel like with Fat Chance Charlie Vega, I also remember the author saying, I think that the ending, uh, the ending that I wrote was more brutal than like what my editor, you know, et cetera, uh, allowed me to to do or, or suggested that I do. It's more of a happily ever after. This doesn't read like that. It's not like her life is over, but all of the things that you're hoping will happen in the end, don't. And it still has a positive outlook, but you're just like, damn you know i remember being like holy shit because it you know it will get better post the book but like while i was in this book it was not good it was it was bad and when she got busted man i felt my heart drop into my ass like i knew it was coming and i still was like oh, she's having a panic it's like i'm having a panic it's like i'm like i knew this was gonna happen but still it was just it had me on the edge of my seat um but i also think it's it's a good book if you're like trying to you know, talk about what, how you use social media, how, I guess, how people use social media, but how teens can use social media to kind of like escape a shitty situation and how that's not good. <laughs> that's not, this isn't the answer, but um, I really enjoyed this book. Thanks for picking it, Tosh. And uh, I can't wait to like further discuss it, but um, those are my overall impressions so far. The story doesn't have 
a, a redemption, like the redemption arc that you think is going to happen doesn't happen. And things don't end up nicely ab about it. Like it, things just don't go as nicely as you think they're going to go with these kinds of books. And I did appreciate that because like I liked Kat as a main character, but what she did was fucked up. And, and you know, it was a betrayal of a, of a friendship that she had going on. And she you know, loops in this, this girl who she's never met before and, you know, could have had like an honest friendship with her. Like there were so many moments in the book where she could have stopped and could have like, even, even like with a lie could have ended everything, like just finished everything, delete the account. Could have been so easy to do that. And she chose not to, and chose to like, keep pulling the wool over people's eyes just because of the like, the likes because of the likes because she liked what what it was like the attention she was getting from it. It's very it was very validating. Like nothing else was going right, but this like fake account is is going my way. Exactly. And so and so when things go the way that they go, I was glad it happened because she honestly deserved her comeuppance. Like she needed to learn that just because you're a nice person doesn't mean you won't have to have negative consequences when you do bad things. And so I was wondering, like, you you say that you enjoy it, but I also just, if you can talk a little more about like why you were satisfied in the way that it ended. And also like, if you thought it would go in a different direction, because I had hoped that she would cut it off way sooner. And that maybe it would have come to light at one point but I had really hoped it wouldn't have an impact, the kind of impact it did have on her relationship with um, Elena. So just curious to, to if you thought it was going to go that far, how you thought it was going to go, if you didn't think it was going to go that far. Um, I definitely think that it it is a better book because it it ends in a positive note, but not in not in the way that you expect. I think if you're someone who reads romance or you read young adult books, it's a lot about you know this character arc they're going to overcome these obstacles. And at the end, you know, they're going to reach the thing that they want, uh, or, you know, they think that they want, and they realize maybe that's not it, but they, they have something else. Um, and I think that this plays really true to like, what would actually happen, you know, and it has someone facing the consequences of a very, very poor decision, you know, at this, you know, she's 17. She's very close to like young adulthood. Um, that doesn't excuse her, but I do think that, you know, like the things that she's going through in her current mindset and what she's, what she's trying to fill the void, you know, by, with, by, by creating this account. Um, yeah, it's not the way to go. She has a lot of supports, but I don't think that, you know, because she keeps it a secret, people can't like lead her quickly enough, you know, cut her off fast enough before she does it. So yeah, no, I, I think it makes it a, a really interesting book. I think that it, it's it's good. I think it fla flaunts the expectations of what it is to like read a young adult book expecting a happy ending. Because I do think that there can be happy I would say this is a happy ending, but because I because I do think that sometimes not getting what you want is good. It's better. <laughs> um that's what I would say. That's what I would say about that. Um and I think that that's something that more young people need to know and <laughs> It's something yeah. that I need to know too. <laughs> no, and I would agree with you because I think, you know, one of the faults of like 
YA media, you know, I'm including movies and TV shows in this too, is that, yeah, you don't often see the realistic consequences that happen after whatever the big event is. And I know, you know, from working with teenagers, from having them live with me, like I've heard how kids talk about like influencers on YouTube and on social media. And I can very vividly remember there being like huge, like, oh my gosh, this influencer like lied about being pregnant for like six months and like now it came to light or like, you know, stuff like that where it's like this person's reputation is destroyed. They've been like, but like you never see like what happens to that person after that like oh their their accounts got deleted you know they like disappeared from social media in the wake of x y and z and so a lot of the times teenagers don't see what the consequences are other than this person got caught doing x and now they're not online they got um, canceled right yeah or you could yeah it it happens too when people get called out and then they just disappear and so I think it's really important for teenagers to, to see that, like, hey, this is the, these are like the tangible things that can happen when you do this in your own real life. Um, and I think YA is like slowly moving in that direction. Like, I know it's definitely happening with like mental health stuff. Like it used to be like there's like so many books and movies and stuff about like suicide, you know, where it's like very like 13 reasons why. Um, as opposed to like, oh, the kid actually killed themselves and now like there's no more kid, you know, and there's no like revenge story. There's no redemption story. It's just like they committed suicide and that was it. Like I remember the first time I read a book that like depicted that realistically, I was like, oh shit, because I realized I had never seen it. And so I think that books like this one um, are really like filling in a blank. Cause it's like, it's a reality. Like teenagers are all on social media. They all follow influencers. They all want to, I mean, I have like second graders, you know, who are on TikTok and like want to be TikTok famous. Like this is not even just teenagers, like elementary school students have their own phones. They're on social media using fake accounts that say they're older so they can look at stuff. Their parents are not checking them. And we're not really talking about like <laughs> what what happens <laughs> when kids do that so yeah and it's not like this book is like moralizing it or whatever but i do think that it is important to have like what you're saying it's important to see like you know what actually happens what yeah what actually and like how, very... how other people are affected by your terrible con mm -hmm. by by your actions and how and how that that will like, that there will are things you. you can't undo mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the reality. There are friendships you cannot save. Yeah, and that yeah. is the reality. That's a that's a big thing, and I would say like, yeah, if you're trying to, if you are trying to read a book that's gonna like uplift you or whatever, <laughs> whoa, you know, it's this, it's not it. But I don't think that that makes it a bad book. I think that you know, if you're trying to find something that's like, a something that's actually really pertinent to to how we, how our relationship is with social media and how young people relate to social media and how they use it, you know, and how they can potentially cause harm without meaning to, um, like this would be a good, a good starting point. This would be like a really cool, like relatable read. Thank you for your responses. Those were all very insightful. I agree with all your points. I think, I think 
we are entering an era of like needing content that explains that there are consequences to the decisions that you make and that some things can't be undone with like a grand gesture um so i appreciate i definitely appreciated that from this book like i knew it wasn't going to be the happy ending of fat chance charlie vega and it caught me off guard but she just kept making these decisions and i'm like girl you're being so selfish like you don't you know this isn't gonna go well like what the hell and so i do appreciate that her friend group immediately was very much telling her to, to cut it out and and kind of the the level of shock they all felt too because i thought it was interesting that she only had guy friends like like the way that it was set up she only had guy friends except for the girl she worked with at the at the shelter and i was curious if that made it easier for her to kind of get away with something like this because it went on for a while before anyone kind of realized that was going on and and i guess like i appreciate that the guys told her to cut it off right away i'm curious how you guys would react if like i guess if you were in the shoes of like the friend group um or if you think like you would have been tempted if if when we were that age and had access to like that kind of social media and, and the kind of social accounts that we have nowadays like would you have been tempted to do stuff like that because i feel like i might have i might have been tempted to do some some online role playing just when I, you know, felt bad about like myself or was feeling particularly low. Um, Cause I can, I can see where the temptation lines with this. Cat tells me I'm catfishing somebody. I'd be like, that's interesting. Stop that. <laughs> and she doesn't stop it. I'm taking her fucking phone and I'm deleting her account. I'm like reporting. If, if she won't give me her phone, I'm reporting her account secretly. Reporting account, this person is not imitating another person. Like, you know, I I believe in being an active, <laughs> active and engaged friend, uh, especially when it's something like nobody. I do like that. Everyone is like, yo, you need to cut. You need to stop. You know, no one in her, no one in her friend group, when she comes out, is like, oh, no, like, you know, whoa, she's having like a phase. Everyone's like, oh, shit. Awesome. Yeah. Woo. Woo. As soon as she's like, but I'm catfishing her, they're like, no, <laughs> stop it. And they follow up with her. Like they do follow up with her. I I get it. It's her life and she gets to make her decisions. But like if we were friends in high school and I know like now, and I know that one of y'all are catfishing, if it's not fun, if it's not cute, you know what I mean? Like if someone else is like trying, you know, you're like wrapping someone else up in this and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I know what to do. I'm gonna intervene very forcefully. When I was in high school, I absolutely was pretending I was older in like older chat rooms. So <laughs> I was like, you know, going over my friend's house. We were getting on like, if I forget what the fucking, you know, like something chat.net, you know, and like getting into private chats with like people who were older than us. Yeah, we absolutely knew like we were doing, like we were sneaking around. So it wasn't like, we were like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing was wrong. And, but it was definitely for for laughs. I know that we never like talked to anyone for longer than like those little bursts that we were on the computer and we never gave our information. We never we if someone's like, oh, give me like your number, we'd be like seven eight seven five five five, you know, like five 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 five, you know, that's us, you know. Um, if that. 
So, you know, I, I get that there it's, it can be fun. You know, it's fun to, to lie and like, feel like you're getting away with it. Um, I may, I may have been tempted, but like, truly it wouldn't it be, I wouldn't be able to keep up with that shit. <laughs> Uh, that's as far as I, I've never pretended to be anyone else online. Like I did, you know, we did have, I had a foot account at one point, but that was still me. Like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to catch anyone. Uh, I was just like, doing an, an experiment that one summer. What about you, Drea? You know, what would you have done? And uh, have you ever? I would have immediately called MTV's Catfish and <laughs> submitted this for an episode, would have volunteered to be interviewed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you think I'm lying? I'd be like, "Oh, stop it, stop it, don't do that." They're like, "This is my chance." Okay, <laughs> isn't it for the clout? <laughs> no, I just fucking love that show, and to see it, like, I mean, if you're not listening to me, like, I would love to see you go down on that show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, you one warning. You'd be like, "You should really stop that." <laughs> Two days later, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I could ever catfish someone. Um, it does, yeah. It seems very hard and very anxiety-inducing. Um, but also, like, I, <laughs> I'm the kind of person who like wants you to love me as I am without me asking you to love me as I, so like me pretending to be someone else would just make me feel even more terrible like I would rather no one love me than people only love the fake version of me because then I'd get even more depressed um that being said I I did play Neopets a lot <laughs> when I was younger and I definitely pretended to be a wolf dog like almost every day in those role playing games. And I had like entire like personas made within the wolf packs. Um, but catfishing as a person, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's for me. Um, I would not be mad if someone in my life was catfishing someone though, and I got a chance to call it into the show though. That's gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Like I get it. I would never catfish anyone around you because I know you would fucking snitch on me. Fucking snitch. Like, how dare oh, you? Then we can meet Cammy. I love her. <laughs> she is cool. I like her as a host. Um, yeah. I don't know. What about you, Tosh? I'm. I'm you know, like, what, what would you do? I don't know that I would even necessarily confront the person. I'd be like, yo, that's really not cool. Like, are you going to keep doing that? And then I'd wait for them to not be near their phone. And then I'd go in and delete the account. <laughs> oh, no, what happened? Your account's gone. What? That's so weird. Oh, my God. Right? I wonder if you, like, got some sort of weird. I wonder if someone reported it. Like, sometimes that happens. That being said, um, if I were 15 nowadays, I would probably be catfishing people. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> um i was reading a lot of fan fictions i was super like uh daydreamy um i consume social media way more than i should nowadays i love makeup 
I probably would be like pretending to be girls from other schools to figure out if boys in my school liked me. Like that'd be my version of catfishing would just be like trying to figure out if anyone I was into was into me. And then also like talking shit about girls who were bitches in my school. Like that would have been my version. You'd of be surprised how many catfish episodes literally start like that. Like, oh, I just wanted to see if my friend's husband was cheating on her. And then I just started talking to people from the account. <laughs> no, I mean, and then I couldn't stop. It's a slippery slope. I think it's a it's a very slippery it's slope, right? You, you get, and, you know, you it's like a power trip. You know, you have, you have the, the and especially control. because listen, this is like a teen book, so obviously it didn't happen. But like in real life, adult catfishes, like these people are sending them money, they're sending them gifts, they're sending them nudes. It's yeah, like you are literally getting so much out of this besides like just the relationship too. Yeah, but yeah, I think that it's, it's you can, there's things in your life that you can't control, right? There's things in your life that you wish were different. And when you are logging on as someone else, you can control every single thing about that person. You can create the reality that that person lives in. And I think mm -hmm. that it is like a slippery slope to, you know, then catch feelings or or play with someone else's feelings, you know, uh, regardless of what you're intended. If you start off with a lie, then, you know, the foundation of whatever relationship you have, it will be difficult to, to maintain. Now, some people are more forgiving as in, you know, Andrea, but, uh, others are not. Bad. I think catfishing is fucked up. I think sometimes lying is That's probably true. the safest way to <laughs> get out of certain situations. Uh, I, being Cat, would have just pretended that Max was ghosting me, too, and would have deleted the account and been like, I don't know, I haven't heard from her, I'm trying to reach out, I don't know what's going on. We only met a couple times through the photographs, I thought we were becoming good friends, that really, like, upsets me, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I guess maybe you and I can just be friends, and then I would have kept being friends with the girl, and I would have never told her the truth. <laughs> Yeah, punto se acabó. You're fine. I don't know. How do you wiggle out of something like that? Like, I guess that's the way to go. But I, I even that seems too cringe. I would have just ghosted everybody. Like, well, I don't have the, I don't have the bandwidth to keep this going. It's, it's giving me too much anxiety. Uh, I'm done with this. I don't know. I think Cat was just a bad liar. I think if she'd been a better liar, things could have turned out. That's not the lesson I want people to take away from this show. <laughs> I just think that she was a bad liar and. I would have done things differently with that and put a, putting a pin on that though. Cause you're saying that some people are not as forgiving. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to the question Andrea asked me if I was going to ask if you found out that someone was catfishing you, would you be able to forgive them? No, it just, it depends. It depends on like the circumstances. I feel like it's like how you said to shy like oh well lying's not like inherently like bad and like it just depends like what they lied about like for me if like the only thing that was a lie was like their pictures but like everything else like everything they told me about their life was them all their whole personality um then that probably means that they were catfishing out of like a place of insecurity like just just felt really like afraid to share like their like physical self and like to me that's something that 
I would be more inclined to forgive or at the very least, like maybe the relationship can't be salvaged, but like maybe we can be friends, like definitely not like a, I never want to hear from you again, ever kind of situation. Whereas if they had lied, like if they had made up a whole persona, like a lot of people do where it's like they have like children that don't exist or like they live in completely different places or they're doing jobs that aren't actually their jobs or they're lying about like medical things like like stuff like that I would have like a far harder time moving past um and also I would say like like some catfishes really are like they'll ghost you and then they'll pop back into your life and then they'll ghost you. And they'll, you know, when things in their real life are happening, that would also be something that would be very hard for me to move past. But if this is someone who has been here for me consistently from the beginning, everything has been true. Like if Tashai was like catfishing me as like some other girl, but like the entire time, like it was Tashai. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure the other girl also would not have even been half as hot as Tashai. So that's probably a terrible example, but like, my point is I would have still dated Tashai. You know what I mean? Oh. Like I I would have definitely been like, okay, like we can like move past this. Um, <laughs> so I think it just depends. I think in this particular scenario of the book, I don't know that like, I don't know. I don't know that she like lied about like so much that I wouldn't have been able to forgive her. I, I think I would have. I would have opened that letter and if it was a really good letter then like maybe things would have been like salvaged um because i feel like it wasn't i don't know i just i i think it's it, it's a gray area it's a gray area yeah I think also if i had met the person like finally in real life because I got asked to be on an episode of Catfish. And so I met the person with Neve and Cammy also would be more inclined to forgive them because that would have been awesome. <laughs> because they made your dream come true. <laughs> That's That was the reason for the Catfish was just to get you to meet. <laughs> um, I, I, once you get through the, the full tale, then you'll you can let us know if you if you can maintain that perspective i, I kind of agree will. i feel like if i was elena i would have been hurt but i probably would also read the letter and be like why did you i think what hurt her feelings the most is it got to a flirty point with max mm -hmm. where she felt like like they were texting every day and they spoke on the phone a few times and like it felt like it was becoming flirty and then it like dropped and then Kat shows up and and I think I think I as Elena would have been a lot more inclined to forgive her if it hadn't gotten to that point mm -hmm. if it had just been we're being friendly and as soon as she was like kind of flirting with Max if Mac if if Kat as Max like hadn't delved into that and had just maintained it as like an insta friendship type thing i think that would have been a lot easier to forgive because elena had to go through the feeling of being rejected by max who she liked and then liking cat and then finding out that she felt like shit because this girl was pretending to be someone like i think mm -hmm. that's what made it harder to forgive um 
I think, yeah, same. It would depend on why someone's catfishing me. Like, is it because you don't have money and you were catfishing me and pretending you had money because you're poor and you think that I'm bougie? Like, eh, I can forgive that. That's fine. Sure, whatever. <laughs> what about you, Chris? No, you already shook, shook your, net, your head. Like, I, I get where you're coming from and I can appreciate like the differences and like the things that I can appreciate that we are different people. And I don't think that like yeah. you're wrong for one. No, I, and I, and I think it's just like a general thing, like not even like catfish specific. Like I think out of our friend group, I'm probably the most likely to forgive someone for doing something terrible to me. And Chris is the least likely, like Chris would immediately cut them from yeah. like life of social media like everything and then to shy maybe would be maybe sort of in the middle right but yeah. i think that uh, at this I point like, horse him, but i wouldn't yeah. fall in love with him yeah and i would not i would not yeah i just yeah you're right i don't think that i think it's i don't know i didn't get to this point like i didn't like well i was not this mistrustful or unforgiving of people who have like hurt me or crossed my boundaries you know the whole time like this hasn't been me but i have learned to draw a very like strong line so that people don't hurt me and so for me it's just about like i already have a really hard time trusting people you know and i'm not saying that you can't like lie because like people do tell lies and people do tell lies we tell white lies you know we tell lies to protect each other's like to not hurt other people's feelings you know what i mean like that that's kind of stuff happens but like if you're trying to like actively build a relationship with me and we have started off with that lie i would not be able to let it go i would need to like go to therapy and or have some sort of intermediary person help me work through that broken trust and those hurt feelings it would not be easy it would be extremely difficult and i'm very lazy i don't want to do that I don't care how much you mean to me. I'm not going to bend over backwards that way. Uh, if you, especially if you're like someone that I'm just talking to randomly online. And the thing is that I have relationships that are like fully online. You know what I mean? And I have relationships that have gone from online to like in person. And I've always been like, I feel like I've always been really clear about that. And I felt like, if, you know, just like very cautious. Um, because I don't want to get to the point or I don't want to end up in a situation where I have to contemplate. Great. Now I have to, now I have to question everything. Cause that's, that's what I'll do. I'll start questioning everything. It doesn't matter if it was just the one thing and their whole personality was, was great. And then it was who they really were. I wouldn't be able to move past it because now everything's like, if I'm coming to you from a really genuine place and I have put myself out there and made sure that I am like being, putting all my cards on the table, you know, for you as a friend or, more than a friend and you haven't been doing that for me then i just that's just a no and we don't cross that line we don't continue i we start over with other people and and, <laughs> and to be fair like i do think that that is the healthiest approach i never like i never said my approach was healthy <laughs> i i have a lot of issues with like moving on in general from like people and things no matter what they do so that definitely comes into play when contemplating whether a potential yeah. catfish should be forgiven. People in my life, people in my life who I have like deeply cared and deeply loved have like lied to my fucking face about no, big same. fucking shit. So same. it's just like people online, I can't be fucking bothered to be put up with a fucking liar on the internet. I'm good. I'm just very, I'm good. We don't need to 
we don't need to do that and it doesn't it doesn't even have to get that deep but but yeah i i can't i can't put i can't put up with that shit i can't that's just that that's and that's just me i don't feel superior or whatever and if you guys were like hey i fell in love with my catfish and i forgave them i'd be like hmm but i would be like okay i support you <laughs> i'd be like okay. there'd be like a 15 minute of I would be like, I need a minute. And then I would need to put my phone down and like go for a strong walk, you know, like a stompy kind of walk, <laughs> just like just down the road. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm back. Give me the details. Don't worry. I'm here Don't for worry, you. Chris. I'm very just way hotter than, than they showed me. And they were just, they just wanted to make sure I wasn't only attracted to, it turns out it was Timothy Chalamet all along. And he just wanted to like, <laughs> on every angle. I am still convinced that I would be able to spot a catfish due to my Yo, many okay. seasons of catfish watching. And so don't, I don't think you'd ever get that message from me of like, oh, I fell in love with my catfish because nobody can catfish me. Um, okay. My last question was just to see how you guys felt about um, the like family dynamic. Like I thought that was something super interesting. I didn't necessarily expect that to be kind of the thing that I think initially pushes Kat into lying. Like she finds herself in a situation where her, her family wants her to like pretend that they all live in the same house and they're a happy go lucky family. And I was just like super taken aback by the situation because I, I've known people who like don't live with their parents and have like other people as their like guardians, but this situation was so complicated and, and yeah, I just, I've definitely, I've definitely met, multiple kids in that situation like even my my first foster daughter like her mom would say that she lived with her and she didn't she lived with me um so it's actually like pretty common like i yeah <laughs> a lot of parents who like get their kids i mean i know that's not the case in this book but i'm just saying like from personal experience a lot of parents who get their kids taken away by social services um who often end up living with relatives, not necessarily in foster care, um, don't tell the people in their lives um, that their kid doesn't live with them. And they just have them over whenever they're having family get togethers or family parties, or like, I mean, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> I, I, I know people personally who, who have done this. So I didn't, I didn't think that was that weird. It was, it was shitty, yeah. but it's not like far-fetched to me anyways like i it does happen <laughs> i think i think it just felt like it was an interesting framework to provoke cat into being someone who felt okay mm -hmm. with the catfishing like i was trying to figure out like what could justify this being okay and then as you start finding out more about her family dynamic i'm like oh this girl like has to lie all the time like Gotcha. I just thought it was an interesting thing to add because I think if you don't have something like that, then it's easier for Kat to be like a bad person. Mm -hmm. I um I I thought that was really I thought it was really interesting too. I don't I know it mostly like I know of the families mostly through Drea, um, and like the kids that we well that Drea fostered while I was living there. And then, you know, all the kids from the Boys and Girls Club as well, kind of like talking about their different situations. Now that I'm I'm all back in a school setting with a lot of, a lot of immigrant like kids, you know, just so many. Um, yeah, 
the way that like you know the family structure is 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 very much this like i wasn't i wasn't surprised by it at all i was a little bit i was a little bit surprised at like how chill the grandparents were about it and how you know how like if they're from puerto rico right like i'm trying to imagine like the kind of grandparents would be like no but like stay with your you know i'm trying to think of like my grandparents right like and that's where i'm coming from um my grandparents would have absolutely been like no you're my kid you're my kid and it, it kind of did get to that point at one point because my mother had to kind of like be out of out of um puerto rico to be with my dad while he was in the hospital <laughs> And so I was with my grandparents for a long time, you know, and I had a hard time like reassimilating to being back with my mom because she was gone for a long time. Like I was just like, who are you? <laughs> um, and I, they probably would have been like, yeah, like let her stay with us. The only reason that I went back with my mom was because she like absolutely insisted. And, you know, that's then that's how it shook out. I, but I, I was a little bit like, why are they making her? Like they know that they must know their daughter or their son or whatever. They must know what's going on. Like, why do they continue making her do this charade? Like I, I from like the, the high moral <laughs> ground that like grandparents take, like I would have absolutely, they would have absolutely been yelling at their fucking kids. I, I assume that it was because they didn't want to rock the boat, like lose custody and not also not be able to see like their other grandkid. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, that was you know what I mean? Part. Like, I feel like if I was the grandparent, I wouldn't have said anything because I'd be scared that the parents would have just been like, okay, well, she's not living with you anymore and we're moving halfway across the country. Bye. See you never. And then I would literally never see this child again. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Th no, that makes sense. I just, I thought it was interesting that it's the grandparents who have like that realization arc, like this is wrong. Like everyone else is on the same page. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone else is like, you know, the daughter, the son, a, the dad. Uh, they're all on the same page about like, yeah, this is a really fun situation. Um, but I think the grandparents finally coming around and being like, you know what, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. I think that was a that was interesting. You know, hardly ever I, I feel do the does the older generation in like a crazy uh, in a complicated family dynamic have that moment of enlightenment and acceptance of like hey like you know this is this is not cool it's mostly i feel like the older people who are trying to maintain the status quo <laughs> yeah they thank you for sharing that because i know yeah. it's like family dynamics can get really complicated i was very admiring of the grandparents being so like accepting finally like defending her at the end of the book and then also the fact that they were just so understanding and open about her like newly discovered queer feelings like that I thought was really nice um because I didn't know that that's the turn it was going to take I I was worried that that was going to be another bad thing that happened and when that didn't happen I felt really glad for her because while I wanted her to get adjusted like get her comeuppance because of the catfishing I didn't want her discovering of her like bisexuality to be something that she got like reprimanded for i wanted those to be two different journeys and they were and that made me happy i was so you know how this book is like dark <laughs> um so originally 
when you know the girl from the animal shelter is like oh i don't do social media anymore why what did what came to your mind i thought that she had a stalker and i thought that it was going to be like oh yeah I, I keep a low profile on social media because i used to be really popular and i had a stalker which is something was something that happens oh, to like people who are very online that i was surprised that that was not if that had been the twist, that would have been an intense way to do it because then it could have been like the stalker found her again type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like, I thought that that's what was going to happen. And I'm like, okay, phew. That's not what it was. But what the fuck? Wouldn't that have been crazy if it had been that? <laughs> I thought that she probably would have, like, she might have developed some sort of like eating disorder or something like that's some sort of body dysmorphia. Like that's some what sort I of. Thought. Yeah, because because if she's talking about like, oh, I changed a lot and my friends changed and blah, 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 blah. The way she was talking about it, I thought it was more like she developed some like issues with her own uh, perception of herself and was just like, I can't be on social media anymore because. And I, and I thought that, too, because it was like so tied to the pictures. It's like, oh, well, I'll only let Kat take my pictures and only like like to not be seen by anyone. So that, that's yeah. why I thought I was like, OK, it had something and, to do with the body. And she likes how she edits them like she likes, I think, mm -hmm. because Kat enhances them and isn't like in there fucking with it. I think that's something that would have been more palatable for her had she developed some sort of like body image issues because okay. of that how makes more sense. I, th I thought that it was photos. that would have been a big old twist you should that write that, been... that was, yeah I thought that it was going to be like oh my stalker found me because you started this fucking account with my pictures and now I'm in danger again <laughs> you, should write, you should write that book okay got it I'll take oh yeah I'll put my notes down I think that I think that would be a super like gone girl, like woman on the train, like that but kind cat of meets catfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my stalker finds me because someone is catfishing using my pictures. Got it. Yeah. That wraps up our discussion on no filter and other lies by Crystal Maldonado. What else? Uh what else are you guys reading and or watching if you're not, you know, reading anything right now? <laughs> reading seven days in june and i just finished dial a for aunties um before this uh episode i was watching hold your breath the ice dive which is about um a woman in finland who's trying to beat the world record for ice diving which is when you go under the ice like you there's like an ice hole you go under and then you swim like with no tank or anything you just like take one big gulp of breath and you swim under the ice all the way to like the next ice hole and the world record is currently 80 meters so that's what she's trying to um surpass i haven't finished watching it yet so i don't know if she makes it uh i picked up the hacienda um i want to read that one but my I mean, it's good my library doesn't have it yet because I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually be reading it. Yeah. But I've heard that it's really good. I heard that I started it and it is, it's very good. I didn't know what to expect because the title says like Rebecca meets Mexican Gothic. And I'm like, okay, very the much. The author like wrote it while writing her PhD dissertation or it's whatever you call the PhD. Like literally she was doing, because I subscribed to her newsletter and literally she had deadlines for both things like at the same time. And I was like, how are you doing this? Adderall. That's a shot. 
Um, but anyway, it's really good. It's very much in the vibe of like, oh, I'm I'm married because I need to move up in station, but oh, my husband isn't who I thought he was, and now everything's going wrong, <laughs> and this yeah. place is really haunted. Ah! But um, <laughs> it, it's it's really good. I just I just started it yesterday. Um, does it so feel fun. very like literary? Yes, it does. Um, do, I was just curious, just because the author like seems that way, but I wasn't yes, sure. It, like... I I would say that this is um, if I may in the beginning like I have just only started reading like I'm in the first two chapters I will say that there I feel like there's a concerted effort to make this book sound a certain way and uh it comes off as a little pretentious that wraps up our uh discussion of No Filter and Other Lies by Crystal Maldonado and uh we will see uh you in June but um thanks for listening and uh I'll see you in the next one we'll see you in the next one Thank you for hanging out with us. You can support Only Lovers Book Club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club and from there find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode.